The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Well, it's time for Common Ground, and I'm joined in the studio by Finnegal Senator Regina Doherty and Socialist TD for Cork North Central and member of the Oireachtas Finance Committee, Mick Barry. You're both very welcome to the Hello. studio. Now, the issue that we have to see, can we find common ground about, is what is currently occurring in Paris and what it says about the Irish. Because Paris is neck deep in rubbish, much of which is on fire, and there is a general wave of protest and strike action because of the French uh, attempts, or the French government attempts, to reduce, um, the, or rather to increase the pension age and um, do it by ramming it through Parliament. And it begs the question... Why is it that we always think that the French are so willing and easy and skilled at protesting and the Irish are so reserved? Who has it right, Regina? Do they do it too much or do we do it too little? I think there's a probably happy medium, which is not what you want to hear from me. But I think in Ireland we probably have got it about right because we have um, a powerful movement of people, probably mostly led by organisations like Mick, when there really is objections uh, to things that the national governments are doing. But also we have the very powerful ballot box. And so... Given that we're talking about pension reform and I most likely lost my seat because of pension reform, I think the ballot box um, is very, very powerful. So when you Why look do you at, say that was the primary reason? So okay, it, it, it's not the primary reason, but it's probably one of many, um, depending on who you speak to. But I know from my own neighbours, and I live in a little small cul-de-sac and I'm there 25 years, some of my own neighbours who have been friends of mine since we all moved in told me they couldn't vote for me in the last election, having done so for the previous three because of my pension reforms. And what's interesting is, is that at that time... The position of government, and indeed me on behalf of them, was as entrenched as it could have been. There was no way this could be changed because we didn't have the money in the social insurance fund to fund it and all of the reasons that I trotted out at the time. And yet, miraculously, the people spoke and we have changed it. And so I think the powerful motives behind the ballot box are something that people in this country take very seriously. Now, I know we've an issue with lots of people not voting and that's another day's work. But contrast that to some of the, you know, the protests that we see um, even in France, that isn't and doesn't seem to be having the desired effect of the people. Now, I know Macron is as intransigent as you can get, and there probably are very good financial reasons for the changes that he's making, but he's not listening to the people. And whereas we to didn't some have much extent, of a though, is, is elements of that make rare where you see protest having that kind of effect? Thanks largely to Bertie Hearn and Social Partnership and the urge to let's all hold hands, sing Kumbaya, and come to gentle consensus. Well, those are interesting points. Um, what's happening in France is tremendous. I mean, there's three and a half million people on the streets last Thursday. Uh, huge strikes in the, on the railways, the docks, the refineries, uh, and the government under savage pressure uh, from the streets. I think it's worth making the point, you mentioned Bertie Hearn and Social Partnership, that strikes like that, if they were to take place in Ireland, would actually be illegal thanks to the Industrial Relations Act of 1990, which Bertie Ahern introduced, uh, which copied uh, many of the anti-trade union laws that had been introduced in the UK uh, by Margaret Thatcher, uh, and meant that mm, a dispute with your employer is legitimate if you go through certain channels, uh, but a broader, more general strike would actually be illegal. And it's worth making the point as well. Illegal if you haven't gone through those channels or illegal even if you have pursued them and come up Illegal full stop. And, and that has been kept in place uh, by governments, whether they've been led by Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael, for more than 30 years now. However, uh, that doesn't stop a significant protest from taking place where the mood is strong enough. It's rare though, isn't it? It's not as common as I would like to see. I mean, the classic example in the last 10 years 
has been a campaign I was heavily involved in myself, which was the anti-water charges campaign. Hundreds of thousands of people on the streets, more than a million people refusing to pay civil disobedience. And let's not forget, despite uh, you know attempts to put that movement under pressure by the use of the Gardaí with nearly 200 arrests having taken place, I think uh, I'd like to see campaigns like that more common. But a real obstacle and a, a real difficulty is a trade union leadership in this country, which uh, even by international standards is quite conservative and has bought into that social partnership model that right-wing governments and employers are partners rather than adversaries that need to be pushed back against. Well, can I ask Regina your view on that? Because one of the, the flip side to what Mick is suggesting as a downside might be that you say, well, the unions have managed to create social cohesion and great end results from their members. We are a long way from the 1913 lockout these mm. days and that that way of working is better and more effective in the long run and for everybody than it is taking to the streets. So the first thing I'll say is, is that when Mick talks about what's going on in the streets of France being tremendous, I actually... My, my whole body cringes because I don't think the police treating their citizens the way they are and their citizens, you know, being as rebellious and, and in some cases very violent towards the Gardaí or the police in, in France as being tremendous. I understand the anger, but there's a way that that anger can be channeled as opposed to, you know, having riots on the street, which is maybe what Mick is, is espousing to. Social partnership worked. It worked for absolutely years. And to my mind, it's probably a disappointment for most of those partners that we didn't continue it. Um, it definitely worked on the on the behalf of the workers. They got exactly what they want. The unions negotiated what I would consider a masterclass. Now, OK, the governments of the day and multiples got what they wanted as well, which was social cohesion and, you know, peace, you know, in, in that kind of uh, civil society, particularly with our civil and public servants. But there was a win-win and there was no need for riots on the street or tear gases or, as Mick talked about, in the water charges. And that, again, was a powerful movement, you know, even when there was an overwhelming majority of a government that could have rammed through something, they listened. Now, OK, it took them a while and I'd be you know, very fair about that. It took probably far too long for them to listen, but it didn't have to take you know, protesters getting arrested and the then Minister for Social Protection and her aide getting locked in a car and being, you know, as fearful and, and, and as fretful. Well, as we don't need that to have cohesion, to have negotiation. The reason we talk about getting around the table is because that's where you sort things out. Although I Not suspect, Nick, what you will say is if you look at the major pieces of public policy that were U-turned in recent years, water charges may be about the only one and it's thanks to that kind of protest. Uh, it was thanks to that kind of protest and... You can see uh, the truth of the matter if you just look at the issue that's at stake in France. And what's tremendous in France, by the way, is to see millions of people on the streets pushing back against uh, an austerity policy. And what uh, if what Regina worries about in terms of violence, rioting, aggressive civil disobedience? Well, there, there shouldn't be violence. And the, the, the violence, if you look closely at the videos of what's coming out of France, the, the violence is as the result of the police being set on the demonstrators. But in any case, that, that's maybe a debate for another day. The, on the issue of pensions, uh, pensions was heading towards 68 in this country. If it wasn't for a riot, it was a riot at the ballot box at the last general election. But the French are saying no to 62? increasing it from 62 to 64. All right. So using militant protest has been far more successful for working people in France uh, than, you know, the parlez-vous social partnership approach uh, that's been uh, 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 taking place in uh, in this country. I would just say, in relation been. to the unions, I would just say, but in relation the to the unions, is, no, I'd like to finish my point here if Sorry. I can. Well, I is, can't I, allow it to stand I, because I, it's not right. Well, you can come in when I'm done. The uh, I, I think that there is a mood for change 
uh, among ordinary working people uh, and for a different type of trade union movement okay. uh, in this country. I think now, okay, the, the kind of enthusiasm have, for the words of Mick Lynch Mick, is an uh, indication of that. We got that point. So I, I would have to tell you, I, when, when I was Minister for Employment Affairs for the four years that I was there and I would have engaged near weekly with the unions, um, I would tell you honestly that they play as hardball as they can on behalf of their members. Um, the Employment Miscellaneous Bill, which banned zero-hour contracts, brought in banned it, all of that. Uh, Patricia King called it a, a, a generation a piece of legislation of a generation. They fought incredibly hard to get changes and they won those changes. They persuaded me and the people around the table, the officials who would have been gung-ho against making any of those changes, they persuaded us to make those changes. And we have a piece of legislation that they fought hard for that's now in the statute books that's working. Contrast that with France where even a motion of no confidence in the government was survived, that Macron is as, as intransigent as he can be. The three and a half million people, regardless of who's inciting the violence, again, I wouldn't agree with you, is not prompting change. And so to me, the powerfulness of the ballot box is as important a tool. Is okay, you only get to use though, it every four years. Is there or maybe something every... about the disproportion of influence and access that comes with wealth? that a lot of the working cohort may not have and that the way that they can influence the political system effectively, a lot of the rich people can do it in closed setting and through influential lobby groups mm-hmm. and everybody else. The way people who don't have that access do it is they take to the streets. So works. the people, and again, maybe this is the department that I was in, social protection for four and a bit years and then the department of the Taoiseach before that. The only people that ever had access to me and my officials were charities were people who were lobbying on behalf of the people who had an awful lot less than the people that you're talking about. Lobbying exists in this country. The point of it being influential to a point, but then being over-influential, obviously, is a discussion that you can have. But that relies on the integrity of the minister. Well, I mean, the only people that I would have that. ever met were people that were espousing for me to spend more money and do more okay. for, you know, for workers' rights or for, do more for people who are on the margins. The, government, okay. the government have been lobbied up to their tonsils by charities in the last couple of weeks, and I'm referring specifically to housing charities like the Simon Community, like Threshold, who know from the day-to-day work that they do on the coalface that a reckless decision to lift the eviction ban is going to result in thousands of people uh, being evicted, and many, many of them, including children, being evicted into homelessness. Has the government listened to that lobbying by the same have they token, listened to no, the what they've listened in the to doll? is that the longer term impact yep. would be more disastrous, Mick. And so that's why, you know, people who are at the table have to make reserved conservative decisions. And yet we all know that there are probably people in the next number of months that will lose their homes, their family homes at the moment because of eviction notices that have but been given. But you're driving to them. ahead. But in we any absolutely case. know many, many more, or people wouldn't have the availability of rental properties if we if we continue Can I ask one with thing? an unsustainable eviction. We've ban. talked about the water charges as a proof, as a proof point of Ireland's capacity capacity to do French protest and do it effectively, to take to the streets and change public policy. To any extent, Mick, is that an exception? Because it was Troika mandated and therefore the government had limited skin in the game and not a great moral commitment to it as their policy. Well, it is exceptional in the sense that a water charges movement doesn't come along every day. Uh, But I hope people from their experience of seeing what's happening with the eviction ban, from seeing on the TV in France, will be more open to that kind of uh, uh, protest, certainly on the eviction issue. I mean, the government are just driving this through irrespective. And I think people will have little chance but to 
Okay. Uh, over holes and, 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 and to resist the victims. Indeed, can we look at some of the positive protests and so far is that from Mick's perspective the only one that actually did have change you know responded to from taking to the streets uh, was the water charges because we've seen other um, you know issues that haven't been reversed or had U-turns done. But look at the positive social change that we've achieved in this country because of mass protests, for want of a better way. And I would say this positively, is that we've had social change um, around our availability of abortions for Irish women and not have to travel anymore. We've had marriage equality referee. You know, we've all this good social change that didn't, but sorry, just for one second, that didn't involve anybody encouraging people to take to the streets to fight with our Gardaí to you know have the Gardaí to respond to them um, but the one thing one very final last minute is that when we did have lockdown I don't know if you recall the night because I was completely dismayed the night that I had discovered that we had our Gardaí on Dawson Street willing to face up to people who were just trying to be out in the fresh air and be with each other um, there, there's different ways that people can protest that are incredibly positive and there are ways that are dangerous that don't you know get the response that I think that people like mixed organisations would like to see. Can I ask you one thing? We have a statue of, of Big Jim Larkin in the middle of our capital city, a man who managed to foment rebellion among the ITDGWU and the Dublin dock workers and take on the employers for the first time and a man who was lionised for it mm. and so associated with national patriotism. How is it that a hundred years later, slightly more than a hundred years later, that spirit of public aggressive protest so, we no longer embrace. To, to my mind the aggression there was based um, on uh, uh, unequals and so when you look at people how poorly they were treated by what was then you know uh, uh, an alien force for want of a better way of putting it there was a whole level of other emotion and aggression um, that helped along that movement and to fight for our rights. Today we're a people of equals. Now Obviously, there are people who are less equal and more equal. But when we're negotiating from a union's perspective, you know, with government, with big business, with government, with charities, with government, we are of equals and people listen and they do take heed. And I'm obviously proof positive of that. I I know Mick is chomping at the bit to take on the sentence. We are a people entirely of equals. Unfortunately, we don't have time to allow him to do that at the length that it might require. Big thank you to Regina Doherty, Fine Gael Senator. And likewise, big thank you to Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central and member of the Rockless Finance Committees. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.